And for 36 hours I sat alone in that culvert, hunted, dehydrated, friendless, until I finally passed the receiver assembly from my desiccated bowels. And that is how I avoided a shoplifting charge at a gun store. Breakup Gaming Society is back together in fact and in spirit. This is Drunkle. I've been doing catch-as-I-can bullshit on Zoom, but oi, we got the fucking band back together, innit? Here, here is Drunkle to my left, Legolas. To her left, HP, a.k.a. the Goat in the Woods. Welcome back. John, a.k.a. he, she, who thirsts. Peter Pan, your Yo, friend of Pixie Pell, and we, we are also joined by the Wanderer. Hey, y'all. So in, in the interest of making amends, uh, this this podcast is simple. We're going to talk about uh, booze, board games, hip-hop in three neat segments. Then we're going to let you get on with whatever it is you think is interesting in your life. But, John, I've got... So uh, I was, um, as you know, we are now a dual headquarters operation here, yeah. Colorado Springs, and also my new home, in Starkville, fucking Colorado, which is basically if I trip and stumble too many steps outside of my door, I'm in New Mexico. That's how far south. But yeah. I was reviewing my lighter collection. Oh, Lord. And I yeah. found not one, but three lighters, oh, Jean, with your sigil. Look at that. What wow. the fuck? Oh, God. <laughs> Uh, yeah. They found their way back to me. Yep. Yeah, there, you have all of them now. Yeah. But and now. And now I have it tattooed on me. And a uh, question, though. I need to borrow a lighter. Fuck you. I did. Fuck you. God I did bring one. <laughs> Can I put a little one? There you go. Don't forget, I've got your purple shit, okay? Don't forget right. that. This all is right. Breakup Gaming Society. We're going to be back in just a bit with uh, Drink of the Week with, uh, with our crew. All right. Bye. Drink of the week. All right, everybody. This is HP here. Uh, I'm doing drink of the week, but uh, unfortunately, we forgot to bring a bottle this time. So, I figured we'd just go around and uh, discuss the you know the favorite alcohols we've had, being professional alcoholics like we are. So, uh, you want to kick it off there? I don't remember what the mm. fuck your name is this time. Oh boy! It's Drunkle. Yeah. Is it just Drunkle? Okay. It's okay. Drunkle. Just Drunkle this week. So favorite alcohol all time, tough. As you know, I've just uh, forsaken agave and corn mash liquors for uh, vodka. But um, let's see, favorite liquor all time. You know what? Actually, what we're drinking tonight is one of my favorites of all time because from 1997 to maybe 2001 in Denver, when I was a younger alcoholic, I used to always order. My martinis, kettle one, twist up, dry. Um, it's it's a beautiful vodka. It's uh, it, it, it's triple distilled, I believe, and I believe it's Dutch, maybe. But um, also, but it's no sugar, so that's great. There you go. So um, it actually, says Holland uh, on it. Was, yeah. yeah, it says Holland right on the bottle. Yeah. The, that's your first clue. Uh, <laughs> so, so basically, um, actually, pr- probably uh, b- uh, based on historical buying, I'd probably have to say it's Kettle One because I lived on that shit for like six years. There you go. That's my f- uh, drink of all time. All right, John, let's get in on this. Mine's absinthe, short and simple. 
Absent. Yeah. Was it short and simple that time that you were throwing it up in the airplane no. after you came to visit me <laughs> no, in New York fun. City? Because we went to an Legolas sitting here we calling you out. Damn. <laughs> we went to an absinthe and oyster bar. That's all they had. They had like that fourteen. That sounds like bad idea bags. plus very bad. Idea. It was great, it was great until place. the next day when <laughs> I had to fly and I uh, threw oh up God. the whole time. Oh. Everybody thought I, I was just uh, flight sick, but. Yeah, no, it was absent. It was definitely absent. Legolas, what is your favorite drink? What is your drink of choice? Pick your poison. Okay, my favorite drink would have to be the clear white Blanco version of the Casamigos tequila. Girl! Frozen, preferably straight out of the bottle in, in the bath. You what know. a lady hey. in the back. All right. <laughs> Wanderer, you getting into this? All right, all right. The Wanderer is watching from a wall. They will be our fly on the wall. All right. She's pregnant. Let's, <laughs> yeah. Well, th- that yeah. Means she, that's okay. It could be a historical thing. Um, Peter Pan. Peter Pan. So my favorite drink of all time is sake. Sake is my drink of choice. It is my poison of choice. If I could, if I can't get sake... I just get straight up whiskey, either Jameson or any other decent whiskey, depending on how fucked up I want to get. But sake is uh, my drink of choice. And actually, um, I detest wine, but can I tell you about the time a, a, a carafe of warm sake saved my life? Oh, Lord, yes. I would so, love so, to hear uh, this. In my younger years, when I could still deal with a hangover, and not only deal with a hangover, but work all day and shower with no sleep and go back out again the next night... One night I was just like off at five o'clock after an all-nighter, went to work, raw nerved, ended up at a sushi bar, I ate a couple pieces of fish, and my sister ordered this carafe of warm house sake. Mm -hmm. And after two of them, I was right with the world. It was a magical (laughs) transformation. Sake sake is that one drink. You can legitimately have it cold, warm, room temp, doesn't matter, it's delicious. And... For some reason, it just puts you in such a great mood that you feel like you could legitimately jump off the fucking walls and keep going for hours. And it's amazing. Sake has always been my drink of choice. However, I'm careful with sake because you get too drunk off that shit, oof, you in for it. There you go. All right. HP, I think you're up. So I guess it's my turn, and uh, I hate to end it on this note, but my favorite alcohol... I've only had it once. It was when uh, my uncle passed away. He was a fantastic man, so me and my dad uh, decided to celebrate him. We went to our favorite little Mexican restaurant down here in Colorado and saw this bottle. And by the way, I'm curious, what is it? I'll tell you in a second. No, I apologize. I'll tell you in a second. Saw this bottle up on the shelf, top shelf, had never been touched. We asked them what it was. They said it was Casa Dragones. It was a special edition limited run tequila. They had not touched the bottle at all. Forty-five fucking dollars a shot. Damn. Woo! So, with that, again, I hate to end on that note. Fucking fancy boy. But (laughs) I wasn't paying that time, luckily. (laughs) But, Uncle Cal, this one's for you. Uncle Cal, may you fight long and well. May you fight long and well. Game of the week. 
So uh, Drunkle is back with HP, Peter Pan, and Gian for Game of the Week. And HP and Peter Pan have bought, uh, it's called a Nazi? Wait, wait. (laughs) A Nancy. It's a Nancy. It's stylized weird. Yeah, that was well, my well, nickname in high school. What, what is a Nancy? A Nazi? A Nancy. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what is so it? So, a Nancy is the trickster spider god from uh, which which religion are we talking here? Do you know it's up here? I believe it's Native American. Uh, this one, I would think. I think this is, is the Native American. I think this I is based it's off Native the Native American. American. Yeah, I think this is either the Native American or it might be Louisiana. Culture. I guess what I'm asking really is, um, how does the game work? Yeah, what the uh, fuck uh, is this game? Yeah, who <laughs> am I in this game, and yeah. what am I trying to achieve? Yep. Um, I can read the back of the box while the, we are pulling out the rules. That's no, a I start. Rules, I got the rules right here. No, actually, let's hear the flavor copy, Peter. Some say a Nancy is a trickster, but he is a spider for sure, and sometimes even a man. Let me tell you why he is also known as the Keeper of Stories. Once, Anansi decided to gather all the stories and become the wisest of all. Many years, uh, after many years, he finally had all the stories in the world, and poor Nancy did not feel any wiser. Eventually, he realized that true wisdom is not achieved by keeping knowledge to yourself, so he decided to share his stories and inspire people with them. Believe it or not, this is how... This game was made. You play a card to win a trick and create a story. A trick-taking game, okay. Or you manipulate the Trump suit and gain followers instead. Create enough stories to inspire all your followers. There we go, and there we have, and I'm willing to, I'm just saying, I'm willing to bet that's a Nancy, but but, but maybe we can all just be Nancys. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not uh, fragile about my manhood. I'm queer as shit. There you go. So um, there it is. We're going to try to set up and play a, a Nazi, a Nancy, a, a, a Nusa brand yogurt. Anyway, um, we're going to be right back. Actually, one of my favorites, not sponsored, legitimately one of the best fucking yogurts I've ever had. Um, the texture is pretty mad, right? Um, it's like it's just it, it's it's good. It's good shit. Um, and and also, uh, it's so rich. I actually stock it as a dessert. Yeah, it, it, yeah, I agree with, especially with the flavorings in there. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm, per, I'm I'm partial to the strawberry rhubarb myself, mm. but I just got I just got some of the coconut and I maybe the blood orange. Ooh, blood orange! I would try the that. Blood orange is good. I would try that. There, uh, apple cinnamon's my favorite personally. I, I found apple cinnamon a little cloy. Hmm. Not wrong. You're not wrong. But uh, actually, I have a riff written in my uh, employee journal for Safeway because I didn't realize. How many? You don't have any idea how many yogurt brands there actually are in the world until you have to face a yogurt shelf. Let's bring them all up. Like, say, don't give me PTSD now. Fuck off. Freedom of choice, right? And, and freedom of choice. Freedom from choice is what you need. Because here, here's the conclusion Evo. I came to. Word. Um, is that I was like, oh, here's one. This one appeals to me because I'm a francophobe and it's a glass jar. Oh, oh no, I like yep. this one. Yep. No, give me the Greek one. No, not that one. That's the Finnish one. I'm like, yep. what? And what I was referencing there was uh, George Carlin. It's freedom of choice. You get seven different fucking things, but it's all made by 
two people, fucking two corporations. Illusion of choice, yeah. Yes, illusion and, of and, choice. And, and I finally got to the end. And I, there's actually a brand on the shelf that pairs the usual ones with with pretzels. You can dip it in. And, and at that point, I just snapped. I'm like, oh, eh. you know what it is? It's Lunchables. <laughs> for big people. Wah. Oh, my baby food isn't in the right baby yep. food compartment. That was my first thought when you said the apple cinnamon. I thought, that sounds like fucking baby food, bro. Yeah. Apple cinnamon. Wah. Oh, I, I'm 32. I'm a web developer. My food is in the right compartments. All I'm saying is this. No civilization with this many yogurt brands deserves to live. Back in a moment with Track of the Week. <laughs> Oh, hey, this is Drunkle with a, a, a little tack on to the Game of the Week segment. Um, first, a couple roundup notes on, on the, what we called a Nancy or a Nazi. I think it's actually Anasazi. Um, in the weeks following, the text message thread showed that none of us had any idea how to play the game, which is what happens when you start a game at midnight when you've had your first you know double shot of chilled vodka at six o'clock and and furthermore you're recording in a hotel and you have snuck into the unoccupied ballroom just because it's quiet in there and there's a little pool of light over one table that seemed like it should be ours but it wasn't because as is often the case when we record in hotels your ability to cut loose with your group and do illegal things and talk about board games and play them wrong is uh, subject to the whims of the what a, a, a type from central casting that I will call the overnight manager dingus. And apparently over, overnight manager dingus or somebody looking at the security feed did not like us just running rampant in the ballroom. We weren't hurting anybody. But I want, first of all, Anasazi. I know it is a trick-taking game. B, I know we didn't know how to play it. Three, I will say this. I would like to play it again because it were some of the, the coolest, most beautiful cards I've ever held in my life. They were really alluring. And that's all I can say with any authority. But I do want to add a couple thoughts about home. And what is really the driving, uh, the bedrock that makes good board games work. And I, and I say the reason I'm attracted to, to games and board games in general is that it's, even with the competition and the complexity of the rules, it is a relief when you are sitting with known people in a known place, i.e. somewhere you're safe and accepted and can do what you like without being fucked with. And, and the world's rules... If the 21st century were a game, it would have too many pieces and every scenario would end in catastrophic mission failure. And I just realized that over the 30-odd episodes we've recorded, BGS has never really had a home. We did it, we did it first, long before. Um, there was a time when Saturday nights were crowded, our dining room table was crowded with 
wonderful people having fun with board games, but eventually all the our favorite players moved away or got married or had kids, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And game night after that became this, oh God, just pushing a rock uphill with your face. You had to try to schedule people six weeks out and you had to bring out the simplest, most baby-proof game you had. And even then, you know, the guests would start looking at each other and going, <clears throat> when the, you know, nine o'clock starts, I'm like, God damn it. And, you know, and after that, you know, uh, I had to leave that home and my marriage ended. And I thought I had uh, a separate thing. We recorded at what we called the clubhouse, which was the conference room of a shared co-working space downtown, which was part of a club membership that I paid nearly $200 a month to be a part of just for the privilege of sitting with a game and the theater of the game for just a while being the rules of the world. Except even that wasn't sacrosanct because we go outside for a smoke and uh, the outer entrance of that club was exactly in between um, the Greyhound Station or one of the the, the biggest uh, bus stops in downtown Colorado Springs. So from the right, you have just... Poor, hopeless people, uh, unmedicated schizophrenics, single moms straight off the bus from Amarillo, begging smokes off you. And from the left, you have people issuing out of what I call Douchebag Alley, a.k.a. Colorado Springs' largest STD swapping place. Um, it's that row of clubs on Tejon downtown, which includes Gasoline Alley, the mansion, uh, and whatever, and... You know, and sometimes interacting with these people is dangerous. Jean once got, I was just trying to start friendly conversation with a couple coming out of the famous, which is the best steakhouse downtown. And one of the guys pushed Jean to the ground, injuring his tailbone and started march, walking me down. I don't know how to fight. I, the only thing I knew how to do was I crouched real low and I balled up my fist saying, if this big thick motherfucker keeps coming at me, I'm going to launch all 190 pounds at me at his ankles. But it didn't come to that because uh, his date and the other couple interceded. But, you know, you can't enjoy a board game where any random trip outside can result in violence to your friends. We've never had a home. And I thought it was fun and devilish to record in hotels for a while until I realized what we need to do during a night is just not conducive with what an overnight hotel manager wants. I'm, I'm talking to you right now from a, a table I bought at Walmart, a folding table for $57. It's not the table I want. So, someday I want um, a really nice eight-seater with nice seats and even a backlit Breakup Gaming Society logo in the bottom. But I realized that's not really what makes a game a game is where you can just some place to play and have your your little agreed upon theater with your friends without being fucked with, which is why the headquarters of Breakup Gaming Society is now in Starkville, Colorado, and these episodes only feature myself and Shosho, aka the Desert Flower, who um, has yet to appear on the mic, and uh, and you know it's not fancy, uh, it's not cool looking, but you know what? It's home. 
and we can do what we like here and play what we like here and not be interfered with. Those are my thoughts on home. One of the most important ingredients to a good board gaming experience. I'm going to be right back to bless you with a track of the week. Thank you for listening. This is Drunkle. Track of the Get this barbershop quartet bullshit out of here. What the hell yeah, is this supposed to be a Dan, Dan Geritol boy band you got going on bullshit. here? Yeah, it is. Stupid. Fucking Next. Garbage. Relax and take a seat. Sit back and play the beats and blast it in your Jeep. It's the track of the week. I'm ratchet in the streets. Talk trash to the geeks. Get smacked in the beat. It's the track of the week. Let's talk about bars. One of the most beautiful things about some of my favorite hip-hop from the late 80s is that five, five and a half minute long songs where the MCs really just wound it up were some of the ways that you would establish your calling card um, instead of just having, you know, a long murky intro and then, you know, a couple short two-minute verses. But uh, one thing I've been returning to again and again just for its verve, its strangeness, and the fact that it has an incredible lineup and lots of bars, is Pravda by your old Droog. I love it for a couple of reasons. One, there's no wind-up. They start a really simple, mushy, dreamy loop. Then the bars start. It's a your old Droog. Let's see, going from memory here. Plus Makhami, uh, the God Rahim. El Producto, a.k.a. LP, now of uh, the favorite the hipster duo with Killer Mike, but in my mind um, was from that, uh, that indie group that did Fun Crusher Plus and Black Thought. We're going to focus on... <laughs> it's an amazing song. If you just want to hear, just do spilling it verse after verse with almost no distractions. The, the, the background track is almost designed as a simple hypnotic showcase for these dudes to drop some really well-delivered rhymes. And one of the things I've noticed, I've never... I remember when The Roots first started showing up uh, with the, the, the song called You Want More, which I think was off their first album. And and I haven't paid that much attention, but Black Thought just seems to be one of those rappers like Vinnie Paz or others who just keeps getting better and better year after year. A few years ago, I remember seeing him with Method Man on the, I think it was the Sway show. Each of them just dropping bars, and Method Man is never a slouch. But he was reading off his phone looking for bars, and Black Thought was just sitting there flawless in his fedora and his smoked-out glasses, just dropping such sculpted microphone genius. Anyway, um... Here we go. I, I'm going to just uh, play you just the first few seconds of uh, Pravda, which in this case becomes a metaphor for how all-encompassing and propagandistic these rappers are. They're so good that their rhymes are like Pravda. It's all you hear. We like Isaiah Thomas and Joe Dumas. You don't want no Kumar. Acting tough. You goofs, Harold and Kumar. They jacking too hard. I'm looking at these rappers like Doc Umar. Looking at your white Gumar. You mad they recognize my brilliance. Spending tens of millions. Must be graffiti. So next, I I want to talk about just a little bit. um, What I think is some bars from the God Rahim. Really, really good. I do not pretend to know. Who this cat is, 
but I know this is fire. Listen to a little bit of his contribution. Checkmate, you'll never get a clean slate. We trendsetters, you just got up on the wave late. You showed up for dinner, but ended as the main plate. I mash out on the buttons to the game break. I mash out on the buttons, I got the game face. Sporting camouflage when I'm hunting, we not the same weight. To see the cod, you probably gonna have to gain weight off a of protein shake, vitamins in a red steak. I mash out on the buttons till the game break. Beautiful work. And then last, I'm just going to give you a sampling from, uh, I talked about it earlier, Black Thoughts, uh, final verse. Out of respect, they uh, let him just run herd over the finals. And if this uh, isn't, um, I forget what the Latin term is for the thing as evidence of itself. Black Thought off Pravda. Diseases. He's the 20th century's quintessential exemplary spitter for carrying the culture to where it was meant to be. Only thing I add up being sold to injury, condolences and sympathy, the solar system ends with me. The sun's energy taking a form of poetry, I am the one. Rappers is influenced unknowingly. What's worse is, I don't do in the club verses, I'm a subversive. My thoughts connected like cursive. Far as these other rappers, all I got for them is nada. I'm a one person, I ain't curtain, all you hear is Pravda. My God, what a rhymer. What a mind. Um, I, I, you know, if I need to sell you on that, I haven't done my job. And maybe you don't love hip-hop anyway. This has been Breakup Gaming Society, where you got to hear uh, some of our drinking stories. Um, you got to hear uh, why I hoarded so many of Jean's lighters. Um, you got to learn a very little about a trick-taking game called Anasazi and a long list of prattling about why I love Pravda by your old Droog. Thank you for listening. This is Drunkle. May you fight long and well.